Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm your host Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got your first appearance of the season. Um, you've been in, you're injured in pre-season. You've come back uh, just in time to make your name for the World Cup squad. It is Adam. How are you? Yeah, it's a late a late dash for the World Cup squad. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going for right. Back. Any... All of the right backs are getting injured. It's fine. We thought we had too many. Now, <laughs> exactly. now there's not, turns turns out there isn't enough. I know. I know. It's like fellow podcast hosts. Um, this week we're going to talk about Champions League football. We're going to be talking about uh, the Premier League and uh, games across Europe this weekend as well. So we're going to talk about first of all. Uh, we're going to start on Tuesday night. We'll do this chronologically. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg one, Chelsea two. Um, Kovacic gave Chelsea the lead with a rather lovely uh, shot from the edge of the area. Kovacic, who was born in Austria. Um, Kai Havertz uh, also um, scored for Chelsea either side of a an Adamu goal uh, after a lovely outside of the boot sort of cross by uh, by Vober. Um, Chelsea get to the last 16 and one game to spare. Greg Potter says this is a fantastic effort, uh, especially after their loss to Zagreb match week one, if you remember watching that. Um, and um, uh, it's... Not we do we do not, remember watching uh, that don't we we do don't we yeah it's not to be sniffed at this victory because um, Salzburg are incredibly good at home they I mean they've not lost at home either domestically or continentally for uh, for quite some time so it's a pretty good win um, it is nine and beaten under Graham Potter with Kante Koulibaly uh, James Fofana all injured as well. Um, Chelsea eleven shots on target as well during the match. Conan the Salzburg uh, goal was very good. Um, but Chelsea make it with against Spare, which is pretty yeah, pretty decent for them. They can rest the players next week in in their last game. I mean, is it was it that hard? They kind of made the group harder work than it needed to be, though, right? Well, that first loss, you know, they sort of tried to make yeah. it a bit more interesting for everyone. Is that what they do? Well, they they lost to, to Zagreb, then they drew with Milan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a bun fight for second place because Chelsea top on 10, then you've got Milan on 7, Leipzig 6, uh, not Leipzig, Salzburg 6, and uh, Zagreb 4. And Milan they're completely had that different and... teams, Chris. They're not related. <laughs> they are. And of course, no, they're not they promise you. <laughs> they promise you they are not related. There's no synergy between the two of them. So will they be mourning for the loss of the Red Bull founder this week or are they totally independent to Red Bull as well? I can't say, I can't say, but I know that the the RB in Leipzig doesn't stand for Red Bull. You're mistaken. No, no, it doesn't, does it? 
Um, yeah, Dinamo Zagreb 0, Milan 4 as well in that one. Sandra Tonali assist for the uh, Gabbia goal was brilliant, as was the Raphael solo effort. He dribbled it through about three or four different people while not really having the ball under control himself uh, until he scored at the end. So that was a good result for Milan out in Zagreb. Um, yeah, Milan and, and Salzburg, two very decent teams, but Chelsea, they gave everybody a head start, but they've made sort of a bit of a procession of it in the end, haven't they? Yeah. But, um, yeah. They'll be, like you said, they can rest players now. This has been a particularly yeah. busy little period as we lead up to the World Cup, so this will be, be useful for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Group F, Celtic 1, Shakhtar Donetsk 1. Um, somebody scored for Celtic and somebody equally unpronounceable scored for somebody. Shakhtar. Um, <laughs> I love somebody. it when somebody scores. Right. Somebody's uh, a really good player, actually. I quite rate somebody. <laughs> actually, the somebody for Shakhtar is a really good player. Giacoumasis for Celtic. Uh, and um, Mudrick for uh, Shakhtar. Uh, he had an excellent solo goal. He kicked the ball past Cameron Carter-Vickers. Um, and he looks quite the prospect, actually. Lots of people talking about him. He's possibly one to look at for uh, a sort of sneaky, cheap purchase if you can get him on Football Manager and it comes out, I think, next week, doesn't it? Does it always come out the 1st of November? So yeah. you're saying on Football you're Manager, people, pay should, these people things, should... People should try and sign somebody on Football Manager. That's what we're, That's our tip. They should. Yeah. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> also, a Ronnie Rosenthal tightness uh, after they'd equalised for um, Danilo Sikan. Uh, he'll be seeing this in his sleep. So, um, Mudrick was through on goal again. Uh, could have shot. Um, instead, he squared it past Joe Hart to, uh, to Sikan. And um, he unfortunately... Pretty much about five yards out, the entire goal at his mercy. He decided to take a touch, and his touch was so bad he kicked it out of play behind the goal. And he looked absolutely mortified afterwards. Um, Ange Postacoglu was a little bit miffed with a question um, in the press conference on the day beforehand because somebody asked him about £60 for visiting fans uh, in a time of economic crisis and a war going on in their country. Is it fair to charge uh, Shakhtar fans? 60 quid for a ticket uh he was a little bit spiky he said you've obviously done your research um and you're being i think he said mischievous was the word he used in asking that question um what do you reckon? is that a fair enough question to ask or is he as much control over the ticket prices as the person in the ticket office has over the formation of celtic yeah i think that's probably fair isn't it yeah um <laughs> like yeah I mean, this isn't like an old, uh, like a sensible soccer where I got to set the ticket prices and make the fans angry, but I got to get more money in my transfer budget. But I don't think that's what's going on here. No, he said I'm not exactly the. He said I'm. I am the person answering the question because I'm the one fronting up, as is my sort of media duty. But I'm not really the one you should be asking that question to. I did feel a bit sorry for him being asked that. Um, and Leipzig, in also in that group, they beat uh, Real Madrid three-two. Goals from Guardiola uh, and Kunku and Timo Werner. Um, Rodrigo oh, and who, who knew he could score goals? Yeah, exactly. It was almost like you're playing properly. He scores goals. Um, Leipzig were two up and uh, three one up in that game. Um, Vinicius Junior and Rodrigo replied for Real Madrid. So in Group F at the top, Real Madrid are top on ten. Then Leipzig on nine points. 
Shakhtar on six and Celtic on two. So uh, Leipzig on nine with a goal difference of zero. Shakhtar third, six points and a goal difference of two. So um, there's still all to play for for the final qualifying place in that group. Group G, Dortmund nil, Manchester City nil. Uh, no happy Haaland homecoming. Um, Riyad Mahrez missed a penalty. He's missed three out of his last four for City. And also... Um, he only has like a 50% success rate from quite a lot of penalties. Anyone yes. else who was this bad who wasn't called Leo Messi wouldn't be allowed to st- still keep taking penalties. Yeah, exactly. I did think Leo Messi when I when you started talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, Manchester City have missed 25 out of 80 penalties under Pep. That does seem quite... It's a arrogant, isn't it? It's arrogant. It's... <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need to score these. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't need these penalties. <laughs> They're beneath us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, City 75% possession, but um, only had eight shots compared to Dortmund's 11. So Dortmund obviously did a fair bit more with the ball, but City quite happy to to have the possession. Um, I mean, these are both playing like two teams that were already through to the next round, I can imagine. So Sevilla beat FC Copenhagen 3-0 in the other game in this group. Um, So City are top on 11 points, Dortmund second on eight. Um... And then Sevilla yeah, on mean, five, and then I'm guessing Dortmund were, very, Dortmund were very happy with the point, right? It puts them even, even with Sevilla winning, it put them three points clear of Sevilla. They've got a far superior goal difference. That's all but yes, exactly. all but done, really. Yeah. So yeah, something, something goal difference is five. I don't know if they're playing. Minus four. I don't know if they're playing each other, which Ooh. would obviously make a difference if they are in the next. Next round, but even if they are, it would need to severe. Going to need to win like five nil. So could happen. It could. We've seen stranger things. We've seen stranger I've things. I've seen stranger things. Feel if you're, <laughs> that's not like you to be up with the zeitgeist. <laughs> I've seen all four seasons. Oh wow! I know, including the yeah, including the group G. Including the movie ending. No. Oh, you, now you Not look confused. It's because the last episode <laughs> of Stranger, the last episode of Stranger Things is like an hour and forty-five minutes. Oh yes, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm down with the kids. I'm fully up to date with it. Yeah. Um, no, are, uh, the last group, it, it, it's <laughs> the last game. It's uh, Copenhagen, Dortmund, and Man City, Sevilla. So yeah, Sevilla pretty much um, out. I imagine. Right. Um, so there also, needs to be. They Sevilla need to win that. Copenhagen need to Copenhagen need to win, and they haven't won a game yet. And then it also needs to be a nine-goal swing. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. I, I, yeah, you heard it, heard it here first. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> uh, okay, in Group H, uh, also not going through Juventus because they lost four-three to um, Benfica. Um, Goals from Antonio Silva, João Mario, and two from Rafa Silva. The first one was lovely. The ball came sort of crossed into him, and he lifted his um, he lifted his left leg up in the air, let the ball travel underneath his right foot, and side footed it in with his sort of his right foot, which was trailing behind him. It was lovely. Uh, Juventus, uh, sorry, Benfica four one up at one point, um, and then Juventus obviously took some of the kids off uh, and pulled some goals back through Keane, uh, Milik, and Weston McKenney. Um, sorry, they brought their established players off and brought some of the kids on, and that's when they started to look a bit better. Uh, Fabuloso was the headline in the Portuguese newspaper Abola. Uh, Correio de la Sport said Juventus were, um, it says Juve al Inferno, it means Juve burning hell. 
so obviously they didn't take that very well. Um, so yeah, Juventus out of that one. Uh, and also in Group H was PSG 7, Maccabi Haifa 2. Uh, two goals and two assists each for um, Leo Messi and Kylian Mbappe. Some lovely goals in this. Um, Messi's first one on the outside of his left boot as he sort of curled it round past the goalkeeper into the far corner. Uh, Mbappe, a couple of curling efforts as well. There's some really, really nice goals in this. So PSG and Benfica both on 11 points. Juve on three and Maccabi Haifa on three. So Juventus aren't actually even guaranteed the Europa League. Um, and I think, um, Allegri was saying after the game that this isn't a huge disaster. This isn't failure or something. I think he was saying, don't quite know what he thinks failure could be. I don't know what he thinks, don't know what he thinks success is then. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Nicky Bandini on the Football Weekly podcast was with quite a good breakdown of, um, of Juve and where they've been going wrong uh, this this last couple of seasons. Uh, Champions League on Wednesday. So we'll start in Group D. Spurs won, Sporting won. Marcus Edwards, Spurs legend, um, with a uh, with the opening goal for um, for Sporting Lisbon. Um, Spurs equalised through Rodrigo Bentancur, but uh, VAR was possibly the star of the show. So I think it was five minutes injury time. And well, at the end of that five minutes, Emerson Royale, or oh, Emerson Royale, who had previously tried a no-look pass and kicked the ball out of play. Um, Emerson Royale got the ball on the right-hand side. He crossed it in. And he sort of laid it backwards. So he played the ball backwards. It came off of a sporting defender to Harry Kane, who scored. Um, Bedlam erupted because a win uh, would have taken Spurs through into the knockout stage. Um, there was some silence in the VAR room as the uh, on, on in the ground as um, the, the the goal was checked for um, offside because I didn't know this. Um, despite the fact that the ball was played behind Harry Kane, Harry Kane was in an offside position, and because the ball came off of a defender in a non-deliberate way, so it wasn't like a block; it sort of hit him. Uh, Harry Kane was deemed to be offside, albeit by the very narrowest of margins. Um, Lots of the players didn't realise this. So there's footage of Eric Dyer after the game remonstrating the referees saying, but the ball was played behind him. And the referee rather gleefully and smilingly um, said, it doesn't matter. Someone on Twitter did point out the fact, it's not the fact that the referee was pointing out of the area. It was the fact he he did it with such a huge grin on his face as to why he was disallowing the goal (laughs) that wound him as a Spurs fan. (laughs) Uh, And Antonio Conte was shown a red card. He said he didn't see honesty in the decision. So you've just watched this back now, haven't you? What do you make of all the fun? Well, every day is a school day. Yeah. Were you aware of that as well, that... It doesn't matter if the ball goes back, if the player's in front of you, it's still offside. I was not, but it does kind of make sense. I think it's just that odd situation that you very rarely have that that crossover of the ball being played backwards and the player still being in front of the ball. Mm. Because yeah, that doesn't make that's obviously doesn't make sense. It's not. It's also not really conducive to trying to score a goal. Um, mm. So from that. That that situation, yeah, you learn something, but the decision was right. We've all learned. Yeah, tough break for Spurs. Um, Spurs had a, lot Johnson... of ch- had a lot of chances in those last ten minutes. It was strange. They, they did. Really I mean, clicked into it then. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people are suggesting um, Spurs didn't really show up in the first half and could 
Larissa done better for the Marcus Edwards goal. Um, maybe if they hadn't left themselves so much to do in the last 10 minutes, this could have been a little bit more comfier for them. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm unsure about the goal. I did think, have a little think about that myself. Um, that's when we need Justin. I'd love to hear Justin's opinion on that. Yes. Uh, I was I was going to ask you and then I completely forgot unfortunately so uh, what um, is that I know I know sorry um, yeah uh, do you find it weird that players and managers don't know the rules of the game or is this such an obscure rule you couldn't understand it I think it's quite obscure don't you it is quite obscure yeah but you are kind of meant to know the rules of the game you're playing, aren't you? Yeah, but we've played it for a large portions of our life. We've watched it for our entire lives. We didn't know. Yeah, but it's not our job to know, though, is it? It's your job to know things about numbers. It's my job to know things about holes in the ground. It's not our job to know about about that, is it? I mean, should the players be a bit more clued up, do you think? If you're going to remonstrate with the ref in such a demonstrable way, you need to know what you're arguing for, don't you? I think history has told us that that's never the case, Chris. I think that you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> There's many a WhatsApp never, conversation. Never, apolog- <laughs> never, never apologise. Never, never explain. explain. Yeah, there's many a WhatsApp conversation, I suppose, that we've had where we've argued <laughs> black is blue. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, also in that um, group in Group D, Eintracht uh, Frankfurt 2, Marseille 1. Gwen Doozy with a lovely goal, though, for Marseille. It was all in vain. So Spurs, who would have qualified with that last gasp, um, uh, Harry Kane winner uh, that was chalked off, they would have qualified. So Spurs on eight points, and it's... Sporting on seven. Uh, are you okay me saying sporting? Or should I be saying sporting club de Lisbon like the hipsters? I think you know what you should be saying. Sporting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're on seven points. And Frankfurt also on seven points. And Marseille on six. So nobody is is out. Um, and Spurs go to Marseille in the last game of the season, which is a pretty tough place to go. Conte won't be allowed in the dressing room or in the dugout following his red card and uh, outburst after the game. Although apparently it won't be as much of a cauldron the velodrome as it could be because one of the stands is closed following previous fights between um, Marseille fans and Frankfurt fans where they decided to exchange flares and rockets. Um, oh, I so... don't believe that. That doesn't sound like something the Marseille <laughs> Doesn't sound something like something the Marseille fans would do. No. Uh, so uh, yeah, they um, they're, they're going to have one of those stadiums closed. Uh, stands closed. Group A: um, Ajax nil, Liverpool three. Uh, goals were Salah, Nunes, and Elliot. Liverpool read their luck in the first half. Stephen Berghaus hit the post at nil nil. Dusan Tadic would have scored if it hadn't come off of Trent Alexander-Arnold's bottom. So you know he may well have been looking the wrong way while defending, but it did help in this instance. Um, Liverpool uh, fairly comfortable once they got the first goal, although Nunes did hit the post from about a yard out. Um, it was a weird game, this. Like I said, that Liverpool seemed... I watched this game down the pub, so Liverpool seemed happy to... They either seemed happy to cede possession to Ajax or they couldn't get into the game. Um, given the season, I'm probably erring towards the latter. Um, and it, it, it took Mo's goal to sort of just before half-time to finally settle things down. Um, but before then, it wasn't particularly convincing at all. 
story of Liverpool's season. It is really, isn't it? It is really. You, uh, you hate to see it, Chris. You hate to see it. <laughs> also, in that group, Napoli beat Rangers 3 0. Uh, Giovanni Simeone um, with two goals and Ostergaard with one. So, Napoli are top on 15 points. Uh, they got a goal difference of 16. Liverpool are uh, second on 12 with a goal difference of 9. Uh, Ajax got three points. Rangers, null point with a goal difference of minus 18. They are the worst performing Champions League club this season, um, having waited so long to get back into it. Uh, Liverpool need a, I can't, my math is terrible, five or six goal swing in the game against Napoli at the Coliseum next week. It can be done. It won't be done. It's a, f- a four goal swing. A four goal swing? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Four goal. We could do four goals. I mean, we won't. We'll probably lose like 2 1 or something. But, but yeah, you just need to beat them 4 0. Yeah, Napoli high scores, goal scores, I think, in the, the Champions League this season. Um, go to Group B. Atleti uh, drew 2-2 with Bayer Leverkusen. Goals for Griezmann and Rodrigo de Paul uh, for Atleti. And then um, Diaby and Callum Hudson-Odoi for Leverkusen, who I didn't realise was at Leverkusen. Did you? No. No, uh, I didn't realise that. Online. I guess so, yeah. I think so. Real um, to do to send him online. Yeah, I, I don't suppose he was really getting much game time, was he? No, he's never really got that much game time. I'm not understanding why they absolutely lost their mind when Bayern tried to to sign him a couple of years ago and were so desperate to keep him, and then yeah. they've really done nothing with him. No, no. Um, yeah, it seems probably a bit churlish to not let him go. Uh, okay, so VAR was also the star of this, um, this show. Um, so basically, Atleti had to win to... Uh, stand some chance of qualification for the next round. So uh, the game was 2-2, referee blows his whistle. After he blows his whistle, uh, a VAR check was going on. And I can't remember what the VAR check was for. I think it definitely was a penalty, but I can't remember what the VAR check was for. Uh, referee gives the penalty. Yeah. Handball, was it? Oh, yes, it was, yeah. Uh, referee gives the penalty, um, and you talk us through what happened. So Yannick Carrasco stepped up, and what happens? The penalty saved. The rebound comes yeah. out. Oh, no, he didn't. He hit the crossbar, didn't it? No, the penalty saved. The rebound comes out. The player heads the rebound onto yes. the crossbar. Yeah. And then the third shot is, I think, saved by the goalkeeper or hits Carrasco in the back of the legs. I couldn't quite tell from my shoddy re- replay on the highlights. And then goes off, gets deflected behind, and that's it. Yeah, I... Um... I- I, mean, I I thought it hit Carrasco, rather humanly. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I, and and that's the, I, that was my thought, but I think the keeper was the, probably there anyway, but I thought it came off Carrasco. Yeah, and um, yeah, rather, rather hilariously, I hope it did. And they did they did celebrate the Leverkusen players. A couple of them sort of jumped in front of the Madrid fans. One of them surrounded Carrasco and gave it the Martin Keown to Ruud van Nistelrooy. And so, yeah. Uh, that was rather fun highlights at the end of that. And also in that group, Bruges nil, Porto 4. Two goals for um, Mediterranean, who continues his good scoring run. So Bruges are top in that group, 10 points. Then it's Porto on 9, uh, Atleti on 5, and Leverkusen on 4. Um, so not many, I think, would have had a similar mingle goalkeeping team top of a Champions League group, I imagine. No, Although I don't believe four. That... I don't believe that when I try to point out to uh, uh, to someone at work that 
the group stages are boring and you can tell who the teams are going to go through. I don't, <laughs> I believe Club Bruges are going to be one of the ones that make me look silly. Who are the other ones? Let's have a look. Porto? Um, oh, we'll do the last group and then we, and then you can talk me through your stupidity after this last group. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, last group is Barca nil, uh, Bayern Munich 3. So, Sadio Mane, uh, Chupamoteng and Benjamin Pavard in the last minute. And Barca's exit. Uh, one reporter said this is a quote-unquote young project. Um, the fans stayed behind to applaud the players. I mean, they weren't getting the white hankies out. Barca had zero shots on target as well uh, in their own ground in a Champions League game, which is a pretty poor effort. And something like five of the teams that began the European Super League um, are now not in the last 16 of the Champions League, rather hilariously. Uh, and Inter beat Victoria Pilsen 4-0. Uh, Herrick Mkhitaryan, two from Dzeko, one from Romelu Lukaku. Um, to be absolutely through, so... fair, to be absolutely fair, it would have been very impressive if um, if Manchester United or Arsenal had made it into the last 16 True. of the Champions League. True. I'm trying to keep a. I'm trying to make a keep football real point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I agree with you. I'm just saying that they'd have, they'd have really had to play their A game to to somehow qualify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who's not going through that you thought? Who you said 15 out of 16 teams. So who's? who's I said I, I told him that I could collect, I could predict 15 of the 16 teams, and I think I've got 13 of the 16 teams. So okay. Bruges. I've got. I didn't pick Bruges. I didn't pick Inter Milan, and I didn't pick Did Benfica. You know? So you picked Porto. Yeah. Porto okay. and Adle- I had Porto and Atleti going through. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, you're a soothsayer. Well, well, you were until you got it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I got. <laughs> So we're in Group 5, so this is your first week on the pod, uh, we're five games into the Champions League, what have you made of it so far? Um, I, you know I haven't watched very much of it, Chris, because you know I don't care. <laughs> well, I did that, but um, I just wondered if you caught any of it at all. I've watched a little bit, um, not so much over yeah. the last couple of weeks because I've been busy, um, but I have seen some, mm. I watched one of them with you. We did, didn't we? Yes, we did. Two we watched. Or one and a half, maybe, because we arrived late at Chelsea game, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you enjoyed it, what you have seen? Um, Yeah. The, what is that? One of the games I did watch, Chelsea, AC Milan, that's pretty boring. Um, mm. I'm trying to really remember games that I've watched. I watched Liverpool play someone. See, they really don't stick in the mind with me, Chris. They don't stick in the mind. No. Fair enough. Well, look, we'll move on to European games this weekend. Um, So, in Spain, uh, round drew top on 31, Barcelona 28, uh, Atleti 23, Real Sociedad 22. So, it's Real Madrid versus Girona, uh, Sociedad versus Betis, uh, Valencia versus Barcelona, and Cadiz versus Atleti. Italy and Napoli are top on 29 points, looking very impressive. Uh, Milan on 26, uh, Lazio 24, Atlanta 24 as well. So Napoli plays Sassuolo, Hellas play Roma, uh, Lazio plays Salentano and Torino play uh, Milan. In Germany, Union lost last week to Lowly Bochum, so their four-point lead has been cut to one. So they're top on 23, then it's Bayern on 22. 
Freiburg on 21, Frankfurt on 20, so Bayern play Mainz, Frankfurt play Dortmund, Union play Gladbach and Schalke play uh, Freiburg. And finally in Paris, PSG opening a bit of a lead at the top. Uh, they're on 32 points, Lons on 27, Lorient on 27. So it's Lorient versus Nice, Lons versus Toulouse and PSG versus Troyes. Also this weekend, um, it is the Copa Libertadores final. Uh, Flamengo uh, featuring uh, Luis, uh, Felipe Luis, David Luiz, Arturo Vidal, uh, Gabi Gol will take on uh, Atletico Paranense. Um, in Includes Fernandinho, formerly of Manchester City. That will be on the BBC Red Button from, I think, five at uh, nine o'clock on Saturday night. I think. You can watch that. No. 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 Well, Strip would have. <laughs> Strip, you would have finished by then. So you won't be watching that. So you'll be allowed to watch it. I'll be allowed to watch it. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Yeah. Is this when you, are you going to are you going to do this with your ironing? Not on Saturday night, no. Oh, was Sunday. Saturday night. Did you say? Yeah, Sunday night is ironing, right? Okay, Saturday night might change things. I might watch it. I probably will. Yeah. Why not? Because I'll find something better to watch. Like what? I mean, it's like a Continental Cup final. Yeah, but you've you've heard of like like the golden age of television, Chris. There's so much great stuff. If it's a one-off live event, you can watch that golden age of television stuff another time. Is it the, is it the House of Dragon? Are you watching the Goth Dragons? Is that what you're watching? I'm not watching the dragon tits, no. No, there's not been many tits. I don't watch it. Unfortunately. Uh, Ring of Power, is that your thing on? No. no. I'm not I'm not into the gnomes and the pixies and the elves, Chris. No, so what are you can watch it instead then? I don't know, I'll find something. I'll tell you. I'll text you at nine o'clock tomorrow, I'll text you and tell yeah. you what I'm doing. Yeah. Go on then, you tell me what you do. Okay, yeah. right, in other bits and bobs of news, it was the first leg of the CONCACAF League final. Um, so Olympia of Honduras beats uh, Alajuelense of Costa Rica 3-2. Uh, so in the semi-finals, as I'm sure you have been listening to the last few weeks on the podcast, uh, in the semi-finals there were three Honduran groups and one Costa Rican team. The one Costa Rican team made it through to the final. However, they've lost the first leg. Um, so I'll repeat the same question to you as I asked Jared last week. Are you worried about the uh, increasing dominance of Honduran teams in North American football? Yeah, it's a travesty. We need to get the CIA need to be involved. They need to yeah. generate some sort of coup. I'm sure they've got a plan or two. Overthrow the yeah. Honduran FA. I mean, speaking of coup, there was a pigeon trapped in my garden today. So, trapped. That was, that Sorry, was Chris. Of my Chris, day. Chris, are pigeons can fly. They can't be trapped in a garden unless your garden is in a dome. <laughs> Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't fly. He tried flying and he couldn't. But eventually, he got out. How does he get out? Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably by flying. Possibly. Are you aware of the football what, 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 war in Central America? Do you think he walked around and sort of like opened what? the side gate and let himself out? Well, um, we um, he was in the garden for most of the day, and I tried to bring in the RSPCA, and and they were trying, to get, fuck off them, trying to get. Well, kind of because there was no way I could actually speak to somebody because they just kept sending me around in circles. Um, and so we took the dog out for a walk, came back about an hour or so later, and um, uh, and the pigeon had gone. It had flown away. 
That's my story for the day. I, I promise me you won't tell anyone else that anecdote. <laughs> no, everybody else I know was, in, was with me, so I've got nobody else to tell it to. That anecdote needs to die here. No one else ever needs to hear that. <laughs> I've got another anecdote. Is it, is I went that... to see the back person yesterday because I haven't... Go on. I was about to say it's a travesty that this is, that anecdote was confined to recording. But go on, I want to hear your second anecdote. <laughs> I, uh, I've been having back and side what, pain. What I'm liking about this is this is the this is the B anecdote. So if that was the A material, what the B material is going to be like, I do not know. But tell me more about your back and side pain. I've been having back and side pain for months, if not years. So finally, I went round to see an osteopath or something yesterday, whatever they're called, back people. Um, and, um, uh, he said what's wrong. And I started it by saying like Jurgen Klopp, I've got a bad side. And he just stared at me. Um, and, um, uh, I told him what was wrong and he had a little look at me and he said, it's in my medical opinion that you're buggered. Right. Was this guy a doctor or were you just sort of like above a laundrette? <laughs> it was next to a laundrette. Was it? Yeah, he's he te- definitely a doctor. Yeah. Was he? Next, you're going to tell me he asked you to take your trousers off, and there was no reason for that. He asked me to take my shorts off, but I refused. Of course he did. Yeah. See, this guy, Chris, <laughs> that 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 wasn't a doctor, mate. <laughs> oh, no, really. <laughs> I took my t-shirt off and my socks and shoes. I didn't want to go any further. <laughs> That was as far as... Why, why did you it? take the socks and shoes off? <laughs> At what point was an osteopath being like, it's, re- it's really important you don't have your socks and shoes on? Because I was lying on his... Like, I was going to say lying on his bed thing is probably wrong. But I was lying on <laughs> his... Um... <laughs> you know the thing that you lie on? It, and it's got the little gap in the middle for your face. Like a massage. I was lying table. on that and he said... It, it, Yes, he didn't want me to get my dirty shoes on there, so he asked me to take my socks and shoes off. Okay, that's because it was. It wasn't that's because pass, was that's because this this table you're talking about was just in the middle of his lounge, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a really small room. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think that I went to the right person. Maybe I got the wrong no. address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Back in the world of football, have you seen Paul Mullen this week and his football boots? I have, yeah. Yeah, uh, so for anyone not aware, uh, Paul Mullen is a Wrexham player. Um, he uh, had a pair of football boots with, well, there was sort of asterisks down at the rude part, but it said fuck the Tories, really, didn't it? Uh, Wrexham then released a statement saying uh, he's What's the point not of asterisking out if you're going to we... just say fuck the Tories? <laughs> Enough. Um, I mean, it's a sentiment we can all get behind. Fuck, fuck the Tories. Well, exactly. Um, but they were saying they got a Tory MP, so they weren't happy with him doing that. I mean, on the one hand, I have absolutely no problem with this because, it, like you say, it's a sentiment we can all get behind. However, if we let him wear it, what if a football player somewhere is a Tommy Robinson fan and yeah, they want to wear it? They want to wear a boot of a different message. Yeah, right. Ima- to not let imagine, imagine someone playing for I don't know Lazio, and they wanted to have sort of certain. <laughs> Paolo De Canio, for example. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it... Go on. 
No, I agree with you completely. Like, it's just like it's a sentiment we can get behind. The fact that a town like Wrexham has a Tory MP is something that they need to look hard at themselves about. But at yeah. least the relative poshos down here in the southeast of England can sort of got some sort of excuse. But <sighs> um, yeah, it's just a case of essentially. Um, Wrexham's um, position wasn't one of being against what the sentiments necessarily that Paul Mullen was making, but was one of saying that the club was politically neutral. I think so, yeah. That's probably what they were trying to say. Um, no, that's definitely Arsenal's what the Mary. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Arsenal's Pablo Mary faces two to three months out after being stabbed. Um, have you seen this? I have, but he doesn't play for Arsenal. He's on loan. Yeah, he's on loan in Italy. He's playing for Monza. Um, he said he was stabbed and, quote-unquote, saw a person die in front of me. Um, he was stabbed in the back while shopping with his wife and children, or child. Uh, former Napoli player Massimo Tarantino um, was on hand to um, wrestle the or disarm the person and wrestle them to the ground. He said, I'm no hero. I didn't do anything special. But that's a pretty scary thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, fair play to him. A scary things game. Yeah. yeah. Would you have done that? You would? Uh, I'd like to think, yeah, absolutely. Would you? I don't want to, ru- I don't want to write my I don't want to write my own reviews, Chris, but fucking hero, I believe, is the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was a bear with a knife? Would you wrestle the bear to the ground? How big's the bear? It's a grizzly. Ooh, You're writing your no, own review here. The, the, the grizzly bear's going to kill me. You're writing your own review. You could you could take a grizzly, couldn't you? Oh, uh, it, if, if if I'm if I'm not only writing my own review, but I'm also writing the narrative, then yeah, I heroically take down a grizzly bear. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? So, um, oh, have you heard about this guy? Uh, Spaniard um, Santiago Sanchez has been detained in Iran. Uh, have you heard about this guy? I just want to say that the phrase Spaniard and then Santiago Sanchez, some part of that was redundant. <laughs> you think I might uh, have made uh, that up? <laughs> you might have. It does sound like you've made it. You go, oh, I need a Spanish name. <laughs> First name, what could that be? <laughs> the only way I know that that's not made up is because there's no way that you would have made up a Spanish name and not gone with Jose. So... That's true. <laughs> if his name was Jose Sanchez, I'd be like, yeah, Chris has made him up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Santiago Sanchez, um, he's been in the news. He's hiked, or he's trying to, hike from uh, Spain to Qatar for the World Cup. Uh, and the last country he was stopping at was Iran. Uh, so we got to Iran and visited the memorial to um, Ma- uh, Massa Amini, who uh, is one of the people who have died in custody following the uh, hijab protests these last few weeks. She's um, unfortunately lost her life uh, for wearing the uh, hijab, quote unquote, improperly. Um, she died in custody. So he visited her memorial and was arrested not long afterwards uh, and remains in custody. Um, and staying in the Middle East, uh, Peter Tatchell, um, gay rights campaigner in this country, has claimed he was arrested for protesting for um, um, LGBTQ rights in Qatar. Uh, I said protesting right. anti-LGBTQ rights on my notes. I don't think he's that. Um, uh, <laughs> he's now on his way back to the UK. <laughs> go back, 
back to our back to our um, our friend San Diego Sanchez. I know that you're mm. currently looking at a map of the world, right? Mm. Yes, I am. Yeah, you don't have to go for Iran to go to to, to trek from Spain to Qatar. I mean, there's banter in the Middle East at the moment that's been going on for the last 10 years. Maybe he's gone that way because it's safer. He was going to take a ferry over to Qatar from Iran. I remember reading that. I can't imagine a situation where there's banter going on and you thought, oh, do you know where I need to go to avoid the banter? Iran. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, I think he entered Iran from Turkey. I think that was what he did, because there's definitely photos of him in Turkey. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not a journey I would have chosen to undertake. And if I was going to undertake it, I'd undertake it on a plane from Spain straight to Qatar. Straight, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone the route he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he go, why didn't he just go across to Morocco and then go through, I don't know, Egypt, Libya, Israel, it's fine there, Jordan... I mean, if this is back in the 90s, we could make a joke about, would you want to spend two weeks in Jordan? <laughs> we could. Or who hasn't we... spent two weeks in Jordan? <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> I was about to say we could, but we wouldn't, but now we've made... T- <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, our wishes are with Santiago. 16 Aust- they are, yes. Yeah. 16 Australian players have appeared in a video expressing concerns for migrant workers and LGBTQ people in Qatar. Uh, Qatar has responded saying no country is perfect. Um, James Cleverly, politician in the UK, has asked people to be respectful of other cultures um, when going to the World Cup. Uh or respectful of the host nation, I think he said. Uh, Nadim Zahawi, who's one of his political colleagues in the Conservative Party, said, no one should have to compromise, in my view. So, a um, bit of bootlicking, bit of riposte back to him. I mean... A bit murky, isn't it? Any, any, <laughs> any Tory's opinion should be null and void at this point. I very much take the Paul Mullen approach. Yeah, yes, <laughs> me too. Um... Right, finally, so that's news. Shall we get on to the Premier League this weekend? So, uh, 12.30 on BT Sports um, on Saturday is the Danny Tiato derby, Leicester versus uh, Manchester City. Um, Evans and Haaland are back. Now, in fantasy Premier League news, uh, early Haaland's Haaland is, Haaland is only unquote, a maybe doubt. Yeah. There was a quote yeah. from, from Pep's press conference today saying that... Um, uh, I believe that he was better, but he's still not 100% for Leicester. Right. That's a few captains and triple captains and teams. You don't do this, do you? You're a grown-up. I don't know, because I'm a grown-up, yeah. Yeah, so this makes no difference to you. So, What should I do? Should I drop him for a week? Um, I mean, you're not going to transfer him out, are you? So I suppose the, the question is... How good are the players on your bench? What options have you got? This is a good point. I'm just about to look for this. Pick teams. So, on my bench, I've got Nico Williams, Pascal Gross, or Anthony Alanga. I think I might take a risk. 
and keep him in, I think I would do the same along yeah. you. I would as well. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's helped me with that. Uh, yeah, uh, Manchester City have won nine at the last 11 versus Leicester, including uh, in the Premier League, including the last three um, at, uh, at Leicester. Uh, oh, this is the battle of two cities, of course, isn't it? The real city and Manchester yeah. City. Um, sure. Leicester and beaten their last three, and <laughs> and three clean sheets in that time. Um, Manchester City away in all competitions this season as well isn't great. They've played eight, won three, drawn four, lost one. So, can you see City continue their good run of form, or can you see uh, the other City uh, maintaining their good run of form? Sorry, I'm, now I'm confused as to which City is the right City. <laughs> Um, well, obviously the right city is Leicester City. Right. Okay. So those those uh, re- those positive results they've got were against the two wins were against Wolves and Leeds, and the draw yes. was against Crystal Palace. Um, they're not exactly a, the litmus test of difficult Premier League teams no. to be playing at the moment. I think that that um, Man City will prove to be a. Uh, a stiffer test, and I would fully expect. Yeah, uh, I would fully. Expect Did you a, see a comfortable, a comfortable Man City victory? Okay. Did you see uh, Jamie Vardy do the most Jamie Vardy thing ever against Wolves last week? Uh, what did he do? Drink a, drink a glass of port after scoring a goal? No. Well, he was waiting to come on the pitch, drank a can of Red Bull, came on the pitch as a sub, scored a goal, and then wound up all the Wolves fans. That's like sums up Jamie Vardy and sort of. 20 seconds, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that very much feels like a sort of like a cliche of Jamie Vardy at this point. Yeah, very much so. Uh, okay, three o'clock and um, Brighton versus Chelsea, the Wayne Bridge derby. Graham Potter returns. Do you reckon he'll get a good reception? No. No? No, I think that the Brighton you fans are seen as some sort of Judas. I think they are quite unhappy with him from some stuff that I was reading. Oh, okay. I believe he'd said some stuff about not, not leaving. I'm wanting to stay at, at Brighton until at least the end of the season. I think that everyone sees sort of a manager going and taking a, the Chelsea job as just a payday to something that's never going to achieve much. I believe that. I think I read that no manager has been Chelsea manager for three whole seasons since Jose Mourinho's first stint, which was in 2003. Oh, 2004, sorry. That's right. Um, yeah. So, I think that people would ask some. I think that they maybe think that you could could have left, but for for Chelsea, I think is part of the feeling as well. So no, I would be surprised if he has a particularly fond reception. I wonder how many teams would have a similar managerial statistic of the Premier League teams going back to the same period of time. So you go back to two thousand. I think wasn't it when Jose first came along how many current Premier League teams would be able to say something similar obviously United and Arsenal couldn't um, Liverpool couldn't Man City couldn't but Everton once you start no Everton can't say the same once you start going down to West Ham's and people like that do you reckon you could hmm West Ham's difficult because West Ham probably haven't been in the division the whole time. No, I meant 
teams are in the moment going back anyway. Um, well, I think the the problem is that after you go to so talking about them there, so Manchester United, you couldn't say it for Arsenal, Tottenham. I don't know. I don't know how long Harry Redknapp was Tottenham manager, or how long Poch mm. was Tottenham manager. That sounds um, like a while. It feels like a while, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, beyond that, not. I think you'll find out a lot of these teams have probably been relegated in that time. Yeah, but even if they weren't relegated, um... I. But that's that's not realistic, then, is it? It's not realistic for a team to have been relegated and no. come back up and have still kept them a manager for that period of time. But I reckon yeah. Southampton, Southampton probably had a, have had Aston Hootel for that long. Yeah. Leeds uh, for that long, surely. No, but was Bielsa three years? Yeah, three years. Not even three whole seasons. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Um, oh, Brighton have played a hundred and different. No, sorry, Brighton have played a hundred and nine uh, different league teams in their existence. The only team they've never beaten is Chelsea, and they've never led in a Premier League game against Chelsea either. Is Deserby going to get his first win? It's been five games so far. He's not had a win as Brighton manager. Uh, I don't think so, no. No? Okay. Um, three o'clock is Newcastle versus Aston Villa, the Charles and Zogby derby. Uh, Alan Sam Maxon could, be pl- could play for only the second time since August. Luca Dings is back for um, Villa. Um United Emery will not be in charge. Aaron Danks, whose dad built the housing estate next to my house, um, he will be in charge. Um, what do you make of Emery going back to Villa? We're well, not back to Villa. You mean back to the Premier League? Back to the Premier League, sorry, yes. Um, I'm not sure. People seem to... I've seen some things in some... On another Facebook group I'm in, I know. For, um, WhatsApp group I'm in, Chris, I know. Sorry. Sacrilege. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> they were all quite... They were all quite... Buoyant and positive about Emery. And t- I think two of them are Arsenal fans, so that's mental. But, I don't know. He, he seems to do it in Spain. You wonder whether he... Some people are just suited for certain places and certain styles of football and so on. I wonder whether... The Premier League will suit him. Uh, I never really want Aston Villa to do well anyway, so... <laughs> you went up. I don't know. Is I it just they beat you 6-2 back in 1989 or whenever it was? Yeah, I'm st- I still hold on to that. That caused me a lot of pain. <laughs> um, I was quite quite like them. I've never had a... Oh, you heard the... Um... Emery statistic. Well, you've given he's me so managed... much context. How can I not have known that? Go on, tell me. <laughs> he's managed three teams with the word Villa in. So Aston Villa, Villarreal, and Sevilla. <laughs> okay. And in that time, he's also managed David Villa. Anything else? There you go. Uh, he may have once met Ricky Veer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you never know. Um, Bournemouth versus Spurs, three o'clock, Darren Anderson, Darmy. Both have lost their last two in the Premier League. It'll be interesting to see how Spurs respond after that 
feeling of injustice in midweek? Will they be emotionally knackered or will they be uh, sort of invigorated by that result? I would think they'd be fine because I don't... It's not like... It's not like the the blow is that they're they're not. It hasn't knocked that whole decision, right? It wasn't like that was the difference between them going through and them not going through. It was the difference between them sealing sealing uh, qualification and having to still do something in the in the next in the next game week. So I don't think it'll hit them too badly because they should just be able to say, right, okay, fine, it's still in our hands. We're still in con- in control. They should still be feeling confident about about qualifying, um, and they're just sturdy under under Conte. I read some. There was an article today suggesting that they're they're too negative, or he's asking the question if they were too negative. And I just think that I wouldn't go as far as to say they they're negative. I think that they're just solid. I think they rely a lot on on. Son and Kane to produce firepower for them, but when you've got players as good as Son and Kane, that's maybe not not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I think Kulusevski's been out for a while as well, hasn't he? He's well, quite a creative force for them. He is that sort of third position in the, in the front three if they're they're playing with a a front three. It's been the one that seems to be a little bit of a a problem for them as in they can't ever seem to really get a player to to hold that that position down it's either Kruveski it's um uh Lucas Mora it's Perisic it's Brian Gill they've sent a lot of players to to play in that position and none of them ever really make a strong grab and you never whenever I see Spurs play I never I don't think, oh, I know who that front three is going to be. You think, who's playing alongside Son and Kane? Mm. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> Brentford versus Wolves, three o'clock. I couldn't find anyone as a derby for this one. Uh, Wolves at the spot <laughs> at five. He's been beaten. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, if you know someone, please, please. Wolves at the spot at five. Chris, it's the someone derby. Someone Derby, yes, it has to be somebody. Yeah. Has to be somebody. Yeah, it's the someone. Um <laughs> Bulls lost four out of five. Brentford have won one out of five. Even Tony has got eight goals this season in the Premier League so far for uh Brentford. Uh Wolves' top scorers are Neves and Podence with two. So Wolves have got um uh quite the issue there for that reason. I think I can see Brentford winning. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Palace versus Southampton and the Neil Shipley derby. Palace um, lost three against Everton last week. Spurs drew one one versus Arsenal and are um, unbeaten in three. Uh, although I never know, I find it really hard to predict a Southampton game because you just yes. don't know what sort of Southampton you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's quite a tough one. It is. I'll ask you to it do. is. You're going to ask me to do it. Um, I'm going to quickly look yeah. at the. I'm going to quick quickly scan the form table and see that the form table <laughs> for both of these teams is just the same mix of just unpredictability. So I'm going to go with my gut and who I think the better team are, and I'm going to say Palace will win. Is this last the match of the day, or is it going to be one of the others? Brentford, uh, Bournemouth Spurs, or Brentford Wolves? 
Fulham Everton. Fulham Everton, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of competition for last on match of the day. There is. Everyone wants that coveted spot. Yeah, my money is going to be on Brentford Wolves. That's what mine was going to be, actually. Uh, Fulham versus Everton, then, half past five on Sky. Um, I went for the Andy Johnson derby. What would you have done? Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Although, talking to you, I just remember Thomas Rudzinski. I probably would have done that if I'd known. Yeah, also a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, Edmonton beat Palace. Um, sorry, go on. No, I was just trying to rem- trying to remember if I was imagining something. Um, I'm going to look it up now. Uh, and then if I'm wrong, I'm just not going to say it out loud, so it doesn't. You're never going to know. So you might as well keep on talking. Yeah, I was wrong. No. Keep going. Go on. Who was it? <laughs> doesn't matter. Who was it? Nah, it doesn't matter. I didn't play for Philip. <laughs> Didn't he play for Everton? Did he? Yeah. Did he? All right. on, we're is not going Daniel Amakachi. Let's not do this. Dead air is a crime, Chris. <laughs> uh, okay, Everton beat Palace uh, last week, ending three consecutive losses. Fulham um, have won their last two, scoring six goals. And Alexander Mitrovic has got nine goals for Fulham, so they're banging goal scoring form. Anthony Gordon is the top scorer for Everton with only three goals, which doesn't seem like an awful lot. Um, are you buoyed by that win against Palace? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not buoyed what do you by make anything. Of what do you make of the season so far, seeing as your, it's your first appearance? Um, I just think we're absolutely uninspiring dross. And I have very little interest in watching us play most of the time because we're just poor. Oh, really? Because yeah. until a couple of weeks ago, you had the best defensive record in the in the. Uh, I was going to say village, but I didn't mean that. I meant the league. <laughs> yeah, the only defensive oh, like record in the village. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You had the best until quite recently, didn't you? Until they had those losses. So, um, and Alexey Wobie's done okay this season. Oh, don't say that, Chris. It's disgusting. Is he not? We're better than that. No, you're, you're right. But it's... And Dominic Cavalloon has started scored. Started scored. That's a sentence. Started started to score, sorry. <laughs> well, you not started to score. He's started to play. I mean, yes, he, that, in doing so, that has resulted in him starting to score. But yeah. yeah. I mean, those those three straight defeats are against were against United, Tottenham and Newcastle. Not... Hmm. I think if you, at the end of the season, when you look back and if you look back and say, oh, we lost to United, Tottenham and Newcastle, where they're three of the top six teams at the moment right now, yeah. I don't think you'd be too too devastated by that. So I'd like, we need to, Fulham have obviously had a, a fast start. They're, um, they're flying quite high. I'd like to think that we'd win this game, but my memories of going to watch us play at Craven Cottage are not ones of um, fun. No. Well, there's no. three games left before the um, the break for the World Cup, so you've got this Fulham game, and then you're home to Leicester, and then away at Bournemouth. How many points do you reckon you're going to get out of those three? Um, we should get nine, but I reckon we'll probably get four. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. 
Are you happy? Are you still on the Bayern Munich train? <laughs> For the sake of this bet, yes, I'm still on the Bayern Munich train. <laughs> I, mean, I don't blame you. I don't think anybody would. Um, Anthony Gordon seems to be getting a reputation as a bit of a shithouse, doesn't he? He's not that good. I don't understand the Anthony Gordon praise. He's not a bad player, but I, I wish we'd sold him for Chelsea for £60 million or whatever it was they wanted. Yeah, Frank seemed to have dug his heels in a bit, didn't he? Yeah, well... His big Tory heels. <laughs> uh, also, weirdly, there's two Sky kickoffs on Saturday night. Um, obviously competing with the Copper Libertadores. Quarter to eight is uh, Liverpool versus Leeds um, on Sky in the Gary McAllister derby. Liverpool won this fixture 6-0 in February. Leeds have lost their last four. Um, Liverpool last, uh, lost against Forest, which ended running consecutive wins. I honestly couldn't tell you what's going on with this Liverpool team and who's going to win because um, they seem to go from good result to terrible result and back and forth. You know, they beat... Was it last week they beat Rangers 7-1 and then... Lost to Forest at the weekend and then beat Ajax. So now they're due a embarrassing loss at home to a poor Leeds team. That have lost, have lost four in a row. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, every, I mean, the world is rooting for Leeds, obviously. Um. <laughs> that's just just the way of the world, isn't <laughs> Apart from oddly, maybe Ross. Well, yeah, I think he wants to bring them down from within. Till ja- yeah, <laughs> he he can't get over the fact that Marcelo Bielsa has gone. He still misses it. He wants his ex back, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he come every time I comes around, I give him a little hug. I say it's okay. Marcelo's Marcelo won't hurt you anymore. A little tear rolls down his cheek. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's he's still pining. He's a big man, but big Even guys still have. Big guys still have feelings, Chris. This is true. This is true. I um, I I do like Jesse Marsh. I am willing for him to to win. Well, not this one, obviously, but I do sort of want him <laughs> to do well. <laughs> well apart from tomorrow, <laughs> I hope he gets humped. Yeah, like you said, it is an odd situation where you don't really know what's going to happen, and it could be a very. It's not impossible that you see a very energetic Leeds team um, mm. I can see I can see a, a very energetic Leeds team running rings around Liverpool and then Jurgen Klopp coming out and complaining that he had to play on on, on Wednesday and life is unfair <laughs> um, Ajax seemed to get quite a lot of joy um, down Liverpool's right unsurprisingly with Trent Alexander-Arnold defence Um they were sort of getting some joy against him and a little bit against um, against sort of Harvey Elliott, who was on the right wing. And quite a lot of the time, Joe Gomez was having to come out towards the right back position to cover for Trent, either who wasn't there because he was bombing forwards or because he'd missed a tackle or or something like that. Um, that could be where Leeds get a bit of joy. But yeah, I mean, it's. I was just going to say, it's not, it's not really like top secret scouting, is it? But you've got Liverpool might be <laughs> might be vulnerable down their left side, down their right side. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
Sunday is uh, Arsenal versus Forest, 2 o'clock um, on Sky in the Kevin Campbell derby. Uh, Arsenal dropped points last week against Southampton. Do you expect them to get them back a bit? Forest obviously have that win against Liverpool before that. But yeah, before that, they, they had a bit of a masterclass against um, Brighton. I know it was only Brighton, but it was away and they turned up with a game plan and it worked pretty well for them. But can you see that one working again for them against uh, Arsenal? No, I see Arsenal handily winning this game. Top versus yeah, bottom. Yeah, you don't think it's been too much of a struggle for them. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, finally, uh, is Manchester United versus West Ham in the Paul Ince derby. West Ham won three out of five. Manchester United uh, have drawn two, won two and uh, lost four um, recently. Before we talk about that game, can we talk about Anthony in the Europa League yesterday against Sheriff? Um he got the ball, did a pirouette, passed it, trying to play a through ball and kicked it out of play. Are we all for things like that? I mean, the the through ball was fine. The fact it went out of play is really redundant. For me, it's the fact he did this continuous pirouette when there was no player within 10 yards of him. Were you angry like proper football men like Paul Scholes and Robbie Savage who said it was embarrassing, he should be ashamed? No, I wasn't. I, but I did think it, it did think that... I'd love to hear Paul Scholes' opinion on it in general because it seemed very much like Cristiano Ronaldo circa 2003. Yeah, <laughs> very much did. Um, yeah, what if um, what if Dominic Calvert-Lewin tried that? <laughs> Would you be banging your fist on the table and ringing, <laughs> ringing 606? <laughs> no, because it's a, a, life, a life sort of rule of mine never to phone 606. <laughs> that's post-apocalyptic you wouldn't be sort of, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be sort of angry in a gammony sort of way that someone had tried something in this very serious game of football of ours no I wouldn't um, I'm more angry that you're you're not going with more up-to-date uh, up-to-date references for your derbies I, I, sometimes I try and I can never try and work them out because your your references are always far too for like a decade further back to the mind but I try and come up with my own and I got one for this one I would have gone with Michael Carrick too recent too recent there's a niche bit it's yeah if it's got to be 1990 to about 2002 ideally okay if I get if the worst the worst thing was is if they're a current player I hate that and I'd be more than inclined not to do it but Carlos Tevez uh, it does annoy me too recent. Is Carlos Tevez too recent? Yeah, too recent. <sighs> I didn't know your rules. Paul Lynch is either Gary McAllister for the Liverpool Leeds one. Yeah, you see. Them's the rules, unfortunately. Eight is sometimes. Um, maybe maybe yeah, I should. Maybe, uh, so maybe next time I come, I might. Maybe I'll do my own, and we can try and keep it keep it current. So we've got one. We can have one each. <laughs> you know, we could. So we could. So we can try and attract an audience of people sort of below sort of 45. <laughs> yeah, that would be a novelty. Yeah, we could do yeah. that. Um, so yeah, when you're, when you're next on in seven days' time, um, we'll, um, we'll do it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you reckon this game is going to go anyway? Um, I don't know because Manchester United are like Liverpool, right? 
in terms of... Is it like a box of chocolates? You don't know what you're going to get, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I couldn't say, yeah. I... West Ham are a bit all over the place as well. Like This game could go in so many different directions. Yeah, do you think do you think any team's intimidated by going to Old Trafford anymore? Oh, definitely not. No, no, no. Fair I think that, uh, that intimidation yeah, West Ham... has gone a long time ago. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, West Ham are in tenth place, fourteen points. United sixth on twenty. So six points difference, but I can imagine it being a pretty pretty even game. Ronaldo could be back. I think he played against Sheriff following his. Um, in the Europa League following his uh, enforced absence. Well, he doesn't really seem to play in Premier um, League games. No, especially when asked to come on. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't come on then. So what are you going to go for? What, um, what sort of result are you going for? Uh, I'm going to go for Manchester United because they're at home. and yeah. I fully expect that to make me look silly. Fair enough. Uh, right, okay, so that's the end of our Premier League roundup. Uh, any other business? Not from me. No? Well, not from me, then, either. Uh, no. So, um, we're Man of the Post, part of the Man of the... No, part of the Man of the Post network. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, Man of the Post, Facebook, you can give us a like, too. Uh, Simon and Ali and Dave and possibly Carl uh, will be back on Sunday to review the games that we've been previewing here. If you'd like to hear, you can rate reviews on iTunes um, and Spotify and all your uh, um, subscribe and all your future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox. Adam, if they want to follow you, they can't, can you? Because you're on an enforced absence because David Biddle told you to be. Yeah. Um, so they can't. Yeah, so they can't do that. So all that makes me said is always remember to keep your man on the post.